Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to Empowered in My Skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge, and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener, to fill your mind with empowering content to further empower your human. I'm your host, Inkeaching Waffle Robinson, and founder and CEO of Empowered in My Skin, Inc. I'm an award-winning technology executive, having been awarded Most Powerful Women in Canada Top 100 by the Women's Executive Network, WXN, in 2020. But that's not all. I'm a proud author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker, and viral sensation with speeches that have been viewed over 10 million times worldwide. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. For now, I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day, amazing humans. Yes, welcome to the next episode of Empowered in My Skin. Oh my God, our next guest is an award-winning mentor, speaker, and author of Be Empowered, How to Live Above and Beyond Life's Drama. Okay, you're now already, like, you already know why, why this person, this, this amazing human is on the podcast. Um, and it's a guidebook and journal written for and inspired by girls. She is the founder and chief empowering officer for Empowered Flower Girl and a staunch youth advocate. From growing up in a single parent household, household to being the first in the family to graduate high school and college with honors, she's defied the odds. She holds a BA in journalism from Wayne State University's Journal- Journalism Institute for Media Diversity and has extensive training in youth development, community relations, and interpersonal communication. For more than a decade, she has been committed to making a difference in the lives of women and children. Her passion and advocacy for youth and social change has earned Empowered Flower Girls numerous accolades, which will all be in the show notes. A survivor of bullying, she shared her story in Cosmopolitan magazine in the article, Being Bullied Changed My Life. Her journey from excluded to empowered motivated her to launch Empowered Flower Girl in 2010. So everybody, amazing humans listening to this, please give a warm and energetic podcast welcome to Rashida Kimaria Williams. Woo! Oh, I absolutely love it. I love the energy. I love the enthusiasm. Well, okay, let me just say, after like watching you and checking out your creeping you online and checking out... um, your uh, website and and just the work that you've done i mean come on i i have to i have to give you your flowers now really thank you i appreciate that yeah you're killing it so because you are empowered you are so aligned with the first question that i typically like to start off with what was your most empowering thought of the day that is an awesome question. And, you know, I think people should be asked that question more often in, in their lives. I think my most empowering thought of the day was that I am going to get through this day being productive, like mm. being intentional and actually achieving the things that I intended to do, which I did. <laughs> oh, you did. did. You already did. Wow. <laughs> Well, 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 maybe at the end of this podcast, because this is one of the things today, too. I'm just... 
<laughs> yes. So you know what? You're inspiring me because I still have time. And uh, and I had a very similar objective and intention for today. So I thank you for sharing that because I'm like, okay, there's a couple of things that you know I could still do. I just have to be mindful of my time. I love that. So thank you. So, you know, I'm going to go through a series of questions. We're going to talk about your journey. Um, you know, there's trauma that's involved in it. There's triumph. There's glory. Um but, you know, if I think about fast forward to the end of this interview, because I want to make sure we bring all that out. What do you what would you love? Like if this was it and, you know, the last piece of work that you can give out to the world, what would you love to be known for um, at the end of this interview? Yeah, that's really powerful. I, I think I would really love to be known for uh, just the the impact that I've been able to have in the lives of of young people, um, and by young people, you know, there's no specific age because we all can be young. Hey, at heart, girl, right? I just turned fifty, and I, I'm the fly to the day I die. Oh my goodness, you are! Oh wow. Okay, see, I would have never known that. Yeah, yes. Okay, this is what empowered life looks like. Yeah. So kudos to you. Um, I have to drink whatever you're, <laughs> drinking. you're drinking. Whatever the that water is, you, you, you that got breathing it. that good prana, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just want to be known for someone who's uh, who's made an impact, um, especially for people who make an impact. Mm, mm. Yeah. Okay, I got that. So let's uh, let's make sure that that's already happening. I'm going to tell you that much. Just your bio is indicative of that. So, but let's 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 just turn the dial on that a little bit more. So. As an opening statement, I know that you've overcome bullying and trauma and other challenges in your youth um, and to really become the the amazing, I'm going to say human, like, you know, there's all these, I always say we're human first and then, and then God just happened to make us, you know, the shades of our skin, the, the you know, the gender sure. that we identify with, but, you know, this empowered adult, you know, so can you share some of the highlights of that story? Like get, help us get to where you are on today. Sure. Well, it's interesting. I call my story, my story from, from excluded to empowered. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and it's a story that I think so many people can relate to even people who may not have been bullied or uh, ostracized, those sorts of things growing up. But at some point I, I feel that we all may have felt excluded, whether that we were passed over for a particular job opportunity or maybe in a relationship, we may have felt that uh, we weren't always included in the decision making. So uh, for me, my experience from excluded to empowered started uh, when I was in, in middle school. Uh, I was I was a little different, a little uh, weird. Um, now I embrace that weirdness <laughs> and that uniqueness. But then, you know, it was a challenge because I personally thought, I'm not going to lie, I thought I was cool. <laughs> you know, I, I thought, yeah, I'm a little different, but but I'm cool and people like me. And I had a, a nice circle of friends, um, but, but there was a, a few kids in my homeroom who didn't think so. They just thought my weirdness was um, a bit, I, I don't know, maybe I was a little ahead of my time or, or something like that, but uh, my weirdness sort of made them uncomfortable. And when I say weird, some people will think, really? That's weird? That's just the norm. But I listened to all kinds of music from uh, from hip hop to opera. Right. I, I listened. I grew up in the, the 90s. Um, I'm an 80s baby. I grew up in the 90s and I like listening to Madonna and Nirvana. 
uh, as well as, you know, Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson, right? So they thought I was strange because of the music that I listened to. They also teased me and said that I sounded white when I was speaking. I went to a predominantly African-American middle school uh, in the heart of the hood, as folks would call it. And they thought, man, you're a little weird. You talk weird. Why do you talk like that? You sound like a white girl. You you know, these sorts of things. And me, I'm I'm just speaking proper English, right? Uh, (laughs) I'm just speaking the language, the official language of... (laughs) In the United States, you know, I uh, was born and raised in Detroit and uh, it was just a little tough growing up, but it was quite interesting that experience that I had growing up um, because of the eclectic, my eclectic nature, um, I did stand out, but it wasn't all bad, right? I got teased and bullied, but some of the teachers thought, okay, well, this young lady, you know, she, she has potential. There's a lot of promise there. And they, they saw some things in me that those kids didn't, and maybe some things I didn't see in myself. Um, my teachers always kind of commended me for, you know, my speaking voice. And they were like, oh, you should definitely pursue a career in journalism or communications or, you know, be a speaker. These are things that my teachers encouraged me. Um, so they would just enter me in oratorical contests, enter me in all kinds of contests growing up. Uh, so when I really think about it, okay, the things that I was teased and bullied about as uh, youth, actually helped me to become a successful adult. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the message that I like to convey when I'm speaking with and working with young people. Like, I know that it can be tough right now. I know you can feel excluded. You can feel uh, like no one else is going through what you're going through. There are people that are putting you down daily. You know, the hate is real. Uh, some of these young people feel really alone. But a lot of the things that we're teased, bullied, and ostracized for are things that uh, can make us successful adults, the things that we could capitalize on. I mean, now I am a speaker. Mm-hmm. I work with young people to help them realize their power. I go into schools, I work with community organizations and facilitating workshops and programs for young people. So, yeah, so I may have sound like a, a white girl, as they call it, or I may have been a nerd and all these other things, um, but those things, I, I, I have them empowered me to become who I am today. So that's kind of a little bit of the background of the the story. Um, There's been some grief and loss uh, issues that I've dealt with and I coped with. um, And I have really been able to move through the drama and the trauma um, so that I cannot not only help myself, Mm. but to help others and really focusing my attention on helping others has really been what has helped me to transform from excluded to empowered throughout my life. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that you touched on. So I'm going to, I'm going to probably double click on a couple of things. So one of the things that you talked about, like you mentioned, you know, as you talk to some of the youth today, the hate is real. And if you think back to your experiences and all this, any other, and, and reflect on that, is it really real or is it other people's projection of their fear on you? Mm. Now there you go. (laughs) <laughs> you are on to something there. It is definitely, definitely some of their own, uh, their own fears or the fear of the unknown. Uh, and sometimes it's fear of, sometimes people will, will challenge you and hate on you because you show them probably what 
they should be or aspire to be, right? Some people will know that they're playing it small mm-hmm. and will see you with all your, your glory and, and your big energy and everything like that. And they'll be like, man, I, I know I could be doing more. Yeah. But, but they choose not to, or maybe they just haven't had the type of, uh, of opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, so some people, I, I noticed some of the young people that I, I've spoken with who have admitted when They've bullied others or, you know, they were acting like total jerks. Mm-hmm. They were like, I'm, I'm, I was having a bad day. Mm-hmm. I took it out on other people. I've been going through some things in my life. Um, so that's why a lot of the the work that I do with Empowered Flower Girl not only focuses on young people who have been uh, victims or survivors of the bullying and the cyberbullying and all, all of the drama, right? But also, why are young people bullying in the first place? Yeah. Why are people lashing out on others? What's going on in their lives? So we work to definitely address those things because we're, we're not going to get anywhere if we don't focus on um, the root causes, you know, what lies beneath the surface that is having young people act out and lash out in a way uh, to where they're excluding themselves yeah. ultimately. Um, you know, in this work that I'm doing, I, I've learned that not only are victims of bullying uh, and cyberbullying and other forms of harassment, not only do they experience uh, challenges later in life, like anxiety or depression, uh, but also very much so those who are the aggressors. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those who have engaged in the bullying behavior, oftentimes uh, they experience anxiety and depression as well as uh, potential for substance abuse. Yeah. I've heard about that. And, you know, I think I think the key, like if there's any takeaway for anyone to realize and just kind of woven into your story a little is is really just about turning adversity to your benefit. Um, But it's not it's not you, you know, you did touch on it. It's not easy to see it when you're in it. So, you know, are there tactics, strategies or what tactics and strategies have you you know, develop for yourself, maybe mentor, coach others, you know, but a few tactics that you can share when you're in it in terms of how to start to slowly rise above the foray of it. Yeah, that is a great question. And I have found that what really helped me to move through this was just having a supportive network Mm -hmm. um, of, of friends as well as the adults in my life. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why I'm a huge proponent, advocate, supporter of mentoring. Um, Mentoring definitely makes a difference for young people of all different backgrounds. Uh, Young people can use mentors, you know, whether it's a formal or an informal relationship. Um, I I recall, you know, growing up, um, you know, there were times that I felt alone. Mm -hmm. There were times that I felt that it was just me going through it, but there were other, there were other kids in my class Mm -hmm. that were also labeled weirdos, that sort of thing. And we formed an alliance (laughs) with one another. (laughs) You have to find your good vibe tribe. You know, as you're going through it, you know, not all young people have the, uh, have the confidence to be able to stand up for themselves. You know, I, I had the confidence at times, other times I was just agitating. I just wanted to get through my day and it didn't feel like being bothered with the conflict. Right. But, you know, there are so many, um, there are so many opportunities for young people to get the support that they need. Um, and it may look different for 
for youth. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it may look different to, just depending on the type of resources that are available and in their community. Uh, but I know for me, it was definitely finding a group of other people that, you know, were having similar experiences, mm-hmm. right? The other students, there were some immigrant students at, at my school who were also um, being ostracized. You know, they got picked on quite a bit. Um, many of them were refugees at the time of the um, Iraq war. Mm-hmm. And um, they came here, they came here as refugees and um, they settled into the Detroit area. So they received a, a lot of um they received a lot of hate. They received, uh, they were teased and bullied quite a bit as well. And then I had another friend who I was close with. She was also bullied for how she dressed. And, you know, she was a little different, a little eclectic as well. So they became my good vibe tribe. Um, but also I had a teacher and this is what really made a difference for me. I had a teacher who, she was my English teacher and she had us uh, write in our journals. Mm-hmm. She gave us this assignment. Oh, you're going to be writing in your journals. You're going to do a, an entry every week. And um, I, I think she wanted to kind of see, oh, how can they structure sentences? <laughs> you know, she wanted to see, hey, can they formulate a sentence with a subject and verb agreement? Uh, <laughs> but I also think it was a way for her to kind of connect with her students, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of find out well, what's going on in your lives. Mm-hmm. What did you do over the weekend? How are you feeling? And I use it as a way to vent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote down detailed accounts of things that were going on with me. I, I even told her about the bullying and the teasing. And believe it or not, she was responding. I yeah. thought, oh, this lady isn't going to read this. There's like almost 30 kids in this classroom. Is she really going to read our entries? And she, she, she did. did. Yeah, and she would respond to me. And she said something that really that really stuck with me. And this has become, you mentioned uh, tactics to deal with this, but she mentioned like what I, what I have adopted as my strategy. <laughs> this, is, this is my strategy. She said, you know, Rashida, there's always going to be people who kind of, you know, hate on you or, you know, dislike you for one reason or another. And, and it's not necessarily because they're bad people. Sometimes they're just having a bad day mm. or sometimes they're just, feeling a little insecure themselves. Mm. Um, they may be having some challenges, like as we talk about the trauma, mm-hmm. they may be going through some drama in their lives mm-hmm. and they just need someone to focus that on mm-hmm. for, for some reason or another. She said, but there's always going to be people like that. And she said, when you think about some of the people who've made the most impact in the history of uh, of humanity, right? Some people who, who we look up to, you know, you think of the, the Dr. Kings of the world, the Mahatma Gandhi's, uh, you know, Jesus Christ, you know, whoever it may be, these people were challenged. They were teased. They were bullied. They they were ostracized. I mean, you know, people, people's lives were sacrificed, right? Because mm-hmm. they, they've always had haters. They always had people who, no matter what good that they did in the world, there were people who just didn't like them, yeah, right? And when she wrote that to me as a seventh grader, I just thought to myself, wow, like really what if Dr. King like, gave up on his dream and, you know, just because he had a few naysayers or a few haters, right? Yeah. Um, Oprah Winfrey is another person I think of. You know, people called, called her fat, black, you'll never make it, you're a woman, you're not going to make it in this industry. And look at her. But what if, what if she yeah. let their words, you know, stop her? Yeah. And that became my strategy. Like some of the people that I looked up to admired. Um, yeah. If they had haters, I mean, what if, 
Yeah. What, what, what about me? Right. <laughs> they were able to get through it. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, some some of those people um, were were imprisoned and and they paid the ultimate price with their lives. However, when I really think about that, I'm like, wow. You know, I have work to do, mm-hmm. and I'm going to find a way to get through this mm-hmm. um, because I definitely believe that each and every person, you know. We, we have the capacity for resilience. We're resilient. These things that we face in life, yeah, they're challenging. They hurt. Um, but if, if we get through it, I, I mean, there's the, the difference that we can make, the transformation yeah. that can happen it's, uh, it's on this planet if we powerful. just don't give up. Yeah. It's powerful. Oh, that was powerful. That was great. You know, something that really came to me, and like so simplifying, so simplifying this so much is really just turning your pain to purpose, right? There's so many, like you mm-hmm. could just Google that and how many people out there have done, have really done just that, you know, so just to really, I want to see if I capture some of this. So thinking about tactics and strategies that you've shared, there's friends and mentoring, right? Like, so finding a group of friends that will, you know, just support you, you know, or mentoring that kind of stuff, you know, just someone who's gone there, done it before, and is able to guide you. I picked up, like, find your good vibe tribe. I, tribe, I like that, you know. And mm-hmm. so I, I think what came to me there is almost like it's a biblical verse. It's at Galatians 6-2 where it's share each other's troubles and problems, right? And so sometimes mm-hmm. we hold on to stuff. And I always say whatever problems you, you choose to hold on to, you get to keep them. But if you recognize it, chances are of 8 billion people in this world, there's got to be mm. at least one more human. <laughs> it's exactly. like, I'm not, I don't have the monopoly on this problem. And so when you share, it's, it's incredible the amount of support that's going to resonate back to you. You know what I mean? And so, you know, there's always some others going through it. So I thought that I picked that up as a potential tactic and then journaling. I, uh, yes. I want to just say something. Um, and again, it's it's all in keeping with when you share. I have not met you before today, you know, um, no. and other than like really searching online. But, th- you know, just getting a little bit more into your story. It's so funny because now I know I'm older than you, but <laughs> <laughs> because you kind of let that one out of the bag. But um, I uh, so, so much similarities, right? Because I have my journals over here. And when I was a kid, like I have them from like. Like your vision board. Yeah, I have awesome. my vision board, but on, over there I have a bag of all the journals. I brought them up when um, I meant to, you know, I wanted to go back and read them. But and they, st- I was born in seventy two. They started in eighty six, so I was like fourteen years old when I started journaling. And they were those Hillroys. I don't know if you know Hillroys, but Hillroy books. And um, and it was it was it was literally things that our teachers marked. So I would do like you did. I dumped my thoughts and similar to you, they read them and they did, uh, they did respond back. I mean, a little bit differently, but very similar outcome. I grew up in a white neighborhood, like all right, all white. We were the only speckles of black. And, uh, and so I, I have grown up being ridiculed for sounding white or having more white friends. And I had, you know, back then having had black friends Uh and, and, uh, and now I just really recognize just how diverse my life is and how inclusive it is as a result yes. of all of that, you know, but, uh, anyway, I just want, I'm saying all of that to say that your story really, it's like, Oh my God, like she was just, she was born years after me and just lived a very parallel life. So it's really, it's been very, it's been very healing and cathartic to be here with you actually to share this space with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, 
Yeah, that, that's is very important. You never know uh, until you actually start sharing yeah. your story, you know, that the connectedness that we all have, but also how in your sharing, it can, it can heal yeah. others. It can be healing for yourself mm-hmm. and, and to others. And that's why I always tell the young people that I work with and even older even adults, um, I work with a lot of parents as well. Like really sharing your story uh, is vitally important. And I think that's one of the keys to mentoring mm-hmm. as well. As I mentioned, you know, I, I'm a proponent of mentoring. I'm an advocate for mentoring. And sometimes adults think that, well, my life wasn't perfect. I don't have a fancy title. I'm not a director or a VP somewhere. Really, what contribution can I make? I'm like, have you survived Middle school. <laughs> Something so simple. <laughs> Did you survive middle school? Okay. Because to me, middle school felt like purgatory. And uh, <laughs> seriously, I'm like, have you, you know, had some challenges that you will overcome? Have you had some achievements in your life? Are there some things that maybe you aren't so proud of that you learned from? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, you could be a mentor. Like, you don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Young people do not need perfection. Yeah. Right. Cause then they're going to look at you like, I can't even relate. Yeah, You're too perfect relate. for me. But here's the other thing too. I think also going into a mentoring experience, knowing that you're not perfect, but also open yourself up to also be taught. Yes. Right. You don't have to know everything. In some cases, there's some lessons that you're going to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And keep learning. <laughs> keep learning. Yeah. I wanted to just, you know, quickly ask you before I start to wind down this. So um, some time back, you know, just taking you back a little bit more to to sort of in, in response to some of the, you know, when you're making your introduction, you talked about like bullying back when you were and now uh, cyberbullying. Right. So mm-hmm. it's way more. I hate to say it, but it's like it's more accessible. Yeah. And so how have you had to like, how does that change the style or the approach that you know empower flower girls takes is it uh, talks to some of these young girls on today yeah it is it is definitely uh the same but different and just more more access and it is things have transformed completely right when we were growing up and we can get teased and bullied and maybe the rumors were spread in our neighborhood, maybe throughout the school, but now people in other countries mm. uh, can have access to your most embarrassing moments. Uh, kids are filming each other fighting in videos, getting beat down, right? And they're posting it to, to TikTok or Snapchat, these sorts of things. Uh, young people are having you know intimate moments that are happening in the, their lives being shared even sometimes, you know, well-meaning parents are oversharing mm. about their their children, and the kids are embarrassed, and it's causing them, you know, I never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they there's so much exposure at an earlier age. So a lot of the work that uh, we're we're focusing on and have been focused on for the past five years is really how do we keep kids safe, smart, and kind online. Mm, And um, young girls and young women are, you know, like three, I think it's three times more likely um, than boys to be victims of digital harassment and and cyberbullying. But that does not exclude boys. Um, The workshops that we do in the community that are focused on keeping 
young people safe, smart, and kind online. They're for both boys and girls mm-hmm. uh, because we are finding that young men are having adverse experiences online as well. Mm-hmm. With the gaming apps, there's mm-hmm. a lot of hate speech that's mm-hmm. happening. Um, traffickers, mm-hmm. sex traffickers are using online platforms, social media apps, dating sites, mm-hmm. uh, even online gaming, again, to try to recruit and uh, groom young people. Uh, it is very insidious what's happening. Um, sextortion mm-hmm. uh, is, is a thing that's been happening um, in fact, a um, young woman uh, by the name of Amanda Todd, um, yeah, this has been happening for over a decade with her. She was one of the first victims of a sextortion, international sextortion case. Mm. Um, she had shared some photos uh, with a man that she met online, and he threatened to expose her um, if she didn't continue to send these photos. And unfortunately, this young lady um, was ostracized, teased, and bullied mm-hmm. in school for it and called all kinds of names, slut-shamed, all, all these things that was happening with her. And unfortunately, she took her life. Yeah, I just looked it up. I didn't know. Yeah. And... There's, she's just now getting justice. The The man who um, was the perpetrator in this, who did this to her, is just now getting sentenced. Oh, that's the uh, Adin Coben? Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and, you know, this is, this is continuing to happen, and it's happening more with boys. Um, they're falling victim to these scams online. So a lot of it, yes, a, a huge part of it is the, the cyberbullying and, you know, the digital harassment and stalking. But then it gets more serious and it gets insidious and a lot of parents don't realize what's happening. And that's what we try to uh, educate parents on, on like yeah. really being proactive about where and who about where your children are online and, and who they're interacting with. Yeah. Like it's not being nosy it's proactive parenting. You need to do this because um, your children's lives Matter. depend on, yeah. right. You know, you know, um, I I know a young man who unfortunately became victim of one of these scams and uh, he thought he was communicating online with another teenage girl, 16 year old boy, thought he was communicating uh, with a uh, online girlfriend and come to find out it was actually a grown man. Um, I, I think he was uh, communicating with someone from Nigeria. He thought it was a girl and then he had been sending um very intimate photos, mm. you know, you know, those kind, you know, those unsolicited pics mm. that sometimes us ladies get from men. Um, he sent those thinking he was sending them to his girlfriend and come to find out he was sending it to this man who said, well, he revealed, oh, hey, I'm not your girlfriend, actually. And um, I'll share these pictures with your your parents, your school, all these sorts of things. If you don't give me, you know, the 200 bucks or however mm. much, money. much money. Yeah. And then. We warned his mom, don't do it. It's a scam. But it was too late. She had already started sending money. Mm. And she was afraid to report it. She felt embarrassed. She felt, you know, awful that this happened. Um, But 
it's very important to report these things. These are federal and international crimes mm-hmm. that are happening and people need to know about this mm-hmm. and young people should know about it. Sometimes boys think, oh, well, I don't have the problem. It's the girls that are being catty and, you know, engaging online and all the, the hate and drama. No, it's happening with, with young people of all backgrounds. And um, I just think that there's so many different ways that we can use the internet for good mm-hmm. and to make a difference. But there's also that the shady part of it that's ooh, that's tough yeah. so i you know i'm glad that i lived out my teenage years before um but before social media really became popular but i think that that's where the work that like yourself myself and so many other organizations yeah. are doing you know and just uh you know wrap up on this on this statement that you know we have to we have to over index on this work right? Like we have to over index. And as I mentioned to you in our B-roll, you know, my biggest mission really is about every, every interaction, every conversation, every situation I'm in, really it's about one, about how can I help people think in ways that are empowering and empower people, empower people. So it's really creating Mm -hmm. that lead domino effect. So, you know, keep doing the work that you're doing. I'm going to take you through some, uh, uh, rapid thrivers. Um, but you know, I just, um, you know, I just want to wrap up by saying, you know, keep doing the work that you're doing. I'm joining you, my sister. I'm joining you. Yes. And uh, and we just continue to over-index. And that's how that's how we become louder and, and start to make the Internet a more empowered place to support everyone as best as I, possible. I love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Like, uh, that's, a, that's a program right there for, <laughs> for us, right? For us to <laughs> make the Internet a more empowered place, empowered Internet. <laughs> the empowered Internet, man, helping people, like, live positive lives online. So, uh, so in terms of rapid thrivers, I'm going to just take you through uh, five, five quick questions. Well, five questions, and um, um, okay. meant, inspire, meant inspire. No, it's okay. <laughs> when you think of someone who inspires you, who comes first to mind? Who comes to mind first, and why? Ooh, someone who inspires me. Um, well, I will say, um, I would probably say my my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, she passed away um, last year, Sorry. but uh, she's someone who continues to inspire me through her spirit, and you know, for me to continue her legacy. So, yeah, my late mom. Well, she's proud of you, mom. Mama. Mama's listening. Mama's <laughs> listening in up there. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> yeah. She's like, God, are you listening to this podcast episode? <laughs> That's my girl on there. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what she would be saying. That's what she's gonna be saying. Yeah. yeah. She says, make sure this one gets some views. Make sure this one gets some views. <laughs> <laughs> okay yes. what is a daily activity that helps you with your thrive Ooh, a daily activity for me is just decompressing okay um i have to take time so to to, to really decompress whether that's me taking a 10 minute stretch break mm. or taking time to actually be on purpose about my breathing mm. <laughs> yeah i love that for sure i love that and you're you're consistent with it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm being more and more consistent with my therapist. Uh, she puts me in check. She'll be like, mm, how, how many times did you take to breathe this week? <laughs> <laughs> what is a book that helps you with your thrive or has helped you with your thrive? Uh, well, I would say, you know, a, a book that has been very impactful to me has been um, The Gift of Change mm. by Marianne Williamson. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, she is amazing. You, okay, we need, to, we need to stop. <laughs> we need to stop because you may not know, you wouldn't know this, but my story to like better self-awareness, self-discovery, just really be, really living up my name, which means God's gift, but really locking into that and just you know, changing the way I'm living life was, was a Marion Williamson book, a return to wow. love. Oh, 
See? Yes. <laughs> okay. Love it, love it. And you know, I was a member. She was a spiritual leader at a, a church that I used to oh, go okay. to. Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, and you met her. How- yeah. Oh wow, that's my dream. Yeah. We'd love to meet her. Oh my gosh. If you if you have an in, if you still have an in, let her know. I'd love to um I'd love to meet her. Um, what is an app that helps you with your thrive? Ooh, well, I would say well, Google Calendar. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. It, it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, Google Calendar keeps me in check. Honestly, I will put in there um meditation. Mm-hmm. Oh, put on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh make sure you eat lunch, <laughs> you know, have to remind myself, you yeah. know, we, we get so busy that we forget to do these things, breathe and eat. <laughs> well, the calendar keeps you in check. Yes. Um, what song motivates you the most? Um, well, I have a whole playlist of songs that I really love, but there's one, um, by Gwen Stefani, mm. uh, <laughs> that I feel like, is great. It's called What You're Waiting For. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what you're waiting for is like definitely like get off your butt, girl. Get to moving. Don't worry about what people said. You know, take a chance and, I love and, that. and do it. I love <laughs> that. And as the last uh, bonus one here, when people think of you and your thrive, what is one misconception that people still have of you? Hmm. Uh, well, I would say a huge misconception that people sometimes have of me is that I'm, I don't know why I'm working on this, but sometimes they think that I'm not approachable. Mm-hmm. They think that, oh, she's a little intimidated. She's so serious. Um, I had a young lady have this conversation with me the other week, but she's like, but you are so cool. She's like, I mean, I know you about your business and everything. You're a business lady. People call me the HR lady. They say I look like an HR lady, a business uh, lady, uh, but I am really down to earth, earth. folks. I love it. She's down to earth, folks. I love it. So where do we find more of your empowered self online? Well, you can definitely connect with me on social media uh, at Empowered Flower Girl on Facebook as well as Instagram. Uh, But I love connecting with folks on LinkedIn. Um, I'm all about the partnerships and connections on LinkedIn. I know, I like LinkedIn, uh, actually. Yeah, so I'm Rashida Kamaria Williams on LinkedIn, but also Empowered Flower Girl has a uh, business page as well. Uh, or you can visit our website, empoweredflowergirl.com. Awesome. And I'll put everything into the show notes and happy that you're on LinkedIn. We can connect a lot, a lot more closer. And as a parting question, what does it mean to you to be empowered in my skin? Wonderful way to wrap things up. I love it. Uh, Being empowered in my skin, you know, for me means that I recognize um the the power that i have within like really uh i'm a spiritual person so i'm really tapping into the the god or the goddess in me and just accepting that and and living into that so Mm -hmm. it's 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 already there Oh, and I love that you said living into it. I love it. I love it. Not living outside of it, but living into it. That was mm-hmm. beautiful. You are an amazing, beautiful. I, I, I mean, like, I feel like, like human, um, having thoroughly enjoyed sharing energy with you and to everyone yes. and to all the listeners, you know, she started off by saying that she really wants to, um, you know, demonstrate the impact that she's having on lives and you scored, you scored a hundred on that. So marks are up. 
and hearts are open and there's a lot of empowered humans coming off for this episode. So thank you so much for sharing energy and space and time with me. Thank you so much uh, for this platform and for all the work that you're doing. I absolutely love it. And I, I will say, I just uh, I love your spirit. Thank you. Thank you very much. And to everyone that's listening, this is where I have to say, we're out. Bye-bye. Adios. Adios. <laughs> so there you have it. I hope you are thriving and feeling empowered and thoroughly enjoyed this episode. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast with someone else that you think can benefit from the tips that were delivered. As Tom Bilyeu says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been awesome sharing energy with you. It's your girl, and I'm out.